Our This Week in XR podcast is sponsored by our friends at Sapper, the world's leading augmented reality platform and creative studio. With over 11 years of experience working with the world's biggest brands through Zapper Creative Studio. Zapper also has an award-winning web AR platform, Zapworks, that lets you create your own mobile AR magic. Finally, check out their Zap Box, the most affordable mixed reality headset on the planet. Start creating AR over at zap.works or talk to them about your next AR project at zapper.com. Good morning, everyone. I'm Charlie Fink with Ted Shilowitz and Roni Abovitz for This Week in XR. It's May 19th, 2023. Good morning, gentlemen. Ted, you're looking pretty good. Good morning. Yeah, I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm, you know, getting back to fighting shape. I did two test the waters uh events in the real world uh, with some modifications uh where I stayed away from people and had to wear this little sort of what I call depression era breadboard sign that explained to people that they couldn't come too close to me, they couldn't hug me, no physical contact, but I did a thing uh with Google for the Infinity Fest uh yesterday. For a couple hours, which was lovely, and then uh, an AI uh, conference in Hollywood, which of course is the topic du jour, Charlie. Again, so uh, well, I guess I guess the topic du jour is is the genie out of the bottle. I've got stable diffusion running here on my PC, completely untethered from the internet. God yeah. knows what's going on, you know, in in China and Russia. Uh, so it sort of seems like regulation would be a fool's errand at this point. Guys, yeah. the atomic cows are out of the barn. Yeah, I gave my my philosophical comment yesterday in in the hallowed halls of the Google Spruce Spruce Goose, where I said, "Look, it really comes down to it's a devil you know versus the devil you don't know situation." Where a guy like Sam Altman, of course, now has a dog in the hunt that he needs to protect, so he's corralling the regulation concept around his version, um, which apparently he. Uh, he snookered Congress and a few key senators pretty good with this idea of we're going to self-regulate. And I just wasn't buying it. I I mean, the it isn't too late. It's not too late to get it right. But I think the way they're going about it is not correct. I mean, we, we there, there's a lot better way to do this. And this idea of like self-regulating is like having a bunch of kids in a frat house self-regulate their beer intake. That's exactly. not going to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So, um, what you know, the... The column is really long. We'll never get to uh, everything in here, and it's kind of a mix of uh, AI and uh, our our regular coverage of XR News. Um, the top story in XR News, I guess, is that Samsung just bought Imagine for $208 million, $18 million. Uh, I had never heard of Imagine before, he said, betraying his ignorance. Uh, tell me something about this company and why it's Samsung. solid tech. Roni, you know a lot about it, right? Yeah, I knew about them from uh, the actually before I even started Magic Leap. They've been around for a long time. Uh, they did some stuff, I believe, for military, uh, early military HUDs. It, it's interesting technology. Um, the price, I think, is part of uh, what you're going to see, like companies grabbing tech ahead of the Apple launch. I, I think we talked about this, like Apple launching XR may be a nice uh, injection of reboot into the whole system. And anything that's there to kind of shore up your defenses could be IP, could be people. Um, you know, I, th- I think you're going to see rollups happen. So this is uh, this is ahead of that. Um, and look, Samsung did not, as far as we know, it's not Samsung Tech in the Apple XR. It's not the Samsung Display. It's Sony. So that may be a real sting. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they made a statement in the release that they were anticipating. Uh, you know, a future 
devices that they are working on. So uh, it, it makes sense uh, for them. Uh, of course, we don't uh, know 1000% for sure that we're going to see the Apple headset on June 5th. It's a little weird. We'll have to ask Ori. Ori Inbar from AWE is our guest. I should have mentioned that at the top of the show. Uh, he's the co-founder and executive producer. So we'll have to ask him if he thinks that it's going to be kind of weird that WWDC is five days before AWE. Yeah. So that's well, kind Palmer of- Palmer Lucky tweeted about the Apple yes. headset, so it must be real. But, so but good. did he or didn't he, right? So because good. <laughs> his tweet is so good, which could he just be referring to looking at some proposed specs? Do you guys really think he's seen that hardware? Because I would kind of be pretty suspect about the fact that he's seen that hardware. Um, and- you know, what's interesting to me is, okay, so now there's this theoretical date of June 5th, right? And there's, again, so much news swirl and so much people discussing it. And it'll be a really interesting sort of moment in time on, is that level of rumor and excitement what actually sort of sets the stage for, okay, it's happening? Or is it literally just a whole bunch of nothing and Apple's going to do a nice WWDC and it's going to be all about you know, new hardware and new chipsets and yep. new Mac sizes and new iPhone stuff. And lo and behold, here we go again, right? Tight, I would not be surprised if nothing happens. I would not be surprised if nothing happens. Either. Yikes. Yikes. But, but <laughs> I also, know. I would be mildly surprised if it happened um, because I think people are getting themselves hype up. They're seeing shadows. They're building up shadow. I mean, at a much smaller level, we had this happen. And if you're in the middle of it, you just see the total nonsense that mm -hmm. people are writing. And they're writing about nothing. And they're talking about nothing, which we are right now, too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about let's change to a subject that perhaps is a little bit more uplifting or depending on who you are, amusing. The Star Wars Hotel is closing. A sad day. A sad day in LARPing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I, I really wanted to go to it. Like I was so looking forward to going to it once. Now it's like crushing my, well, the problem my is, Ronnie, inner five-year-old. You're one of the few people that could afford to go to it and spend, you know. I don't even know. I'm not sure my family would be agreeing with you. <laughs> well, like, what are you doing? A two-day two LARP for normal people uh, is going to be a bit much. Also, Disneyland, you know, you take younger kids who want to see everything. Um, you don't want to be trapped in Star Wars land for two days when you could just go see it in the park. It really was for the super fan, right? I mean, $2,500 starting price per night. Um, and, you know, I think from my perspective, you guys all know what secret cinema is, right? And how well that worked. It's more egalitarian. It's more democratic. You know, people can come in, doesn't cost a lot of money and you celebrate your fandom. I think the the challenge, even with a, even with a group like Disney, that's so smart and they can put so much imagineering energy in it is is to make something that exclusive is problematic for disney yeah. and i think they've kind of learned a lesson about it was that. a it was a uh uh a pet project of bob Capek, yeah who was who was a theme parks guy who became ceo for like a year before they tossed him and so this was one of the projects that he was a big champion of so it's not surprising without that kind of a you know top level executive support saying yeah go do something that you could fail at that's okay. I'd, I'd be willing to bet if they figured out a way to model it for five or six hundred dollars a night uh, and make it not so exclusive, it would probably be a thriving success. So, you know, don't count yeah. them out. They may read. Yeah, yeah. Look, the real question is, is there a market for something beyond casual cosplay or casual immersion uh, or is that really yes. tiny? You know, yeah, that's exactly right, because it's, a, you know, when you read about what the experience is, 
you know, you're hanging out with Wookiees, you're wearing a uniform. I mean, you have to really, really buy it. Really it's that. a nerd fest, Charlie. Like, I really, really <laughs> want it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I think my kids would have gone along with that. Okay. Here's a story that I, I love. I saw this device uh, at CES, sworn to secrecy. Uh, it's from a, a new Tel Aviv based company uh, driven by two former leapers. It's called Sightful. Uh, and the product uh, is called um, the uh, Space Top. So the Sightful Space Top does not have a monitor. Instead, it uses the Enreal Light. Um, AR glasses. So, uh, I, Roni, you and I have spoken about this. It sounds like this was a, a project or very similar to a project that you were working on at Magic Leap. I, I think for a number of reasons, Charlie, I'm basically going to say no comment, and I think this is messy. Uh, but you guys can chat about it. And is it true, Charlie, it's really just the Unreal glasses and a software layer? Is that what yes. it is? So you can have multiple you can have multiple screens and and view spatial content and uh, I mean you know it's it's the thing that we keep talking about right that's the monitor in your glasses yeah. and you bring you know you just have your smartphone and you can type with that or bring a Bluetooth keyboard and so we'd have a world of people sitting in Starbucks staring up into the air typing on the table but I think that's where we're going. Look, I, actually, I like actually, one idea. comment on that. So, sorry, really quick, Ted. Um, I do think in some let's say Apple future, they do something, you know, Apple store 2030 is very likely you're picking up a, a wireless Bluetooth keyboard and your Apple XR, and that has probably replaced your iMac and all these other things. I, I, I really doubt this device is going to crack that, but I think late this decade, early 2030s, you're going to see an Apple and then a Dell will copy them and Microsoft will do its version. Uh, if you've, if you've played with stuff like this, which I think all three of us have, it's obviously the way forward, but it needs that next level of polish and refinement. I, I will tell you the problem with the screen replacement, and you know, we all saw this with the Meta headset, right? You, I don't know if you remember, the CEO made a statement that you know by like the fall of 2018, everybody at the company would be using the headset instead of uh, a regular PC, right? They'd they'd have in fact those no. multiple screens, and I don't think even the people who worked there thought the tabs worked that badly. Right. So <laughs> crowding up your field of view, I don't know about you guys. I have about 200 tabs open. <laughs> no, but look, what, when you, if you got 4K solid, 4K or 6K solid displays of any size floating in the room with something like this big wireless that runs all day and a 110 degree field of view, and it was really like frictionless. Yeah. But I, I don't think we're there right now. So everything that we're playing with right now is about hinting at that. Um, and and we all know it's going to happen, but you have to, I think if you don't get all the circuit right, um, I think I've mentioned this before, I, I call it a win circuit. Like all the all the things on a circuit have got to go green for that thing to happen at scale. Yeah. Um, but we're pushing forward. We're making little steps there. Yeah, your terminology is that mine is the spit and polish, right? Is 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 refining those rough edges. Uh, we, as the three of us, as Apple aficionados, would say that Apple does that cleaning up the edges better than anybody else because they put more resources and more money into it and more time. Um, and look, I've seen probably 12 different versions of virtual monitors, both in VR and MR. Conceptually, it's great, but no one has gotten it really to the point where I'd be even willing to think, oh, I'll use this instead of a number of monitors for, for productivity. But, by the way, Charlie, they won't have it either yet. Right. I, I think I think it's gonna take Apple five or six oh, yeah. major super big investment cycles yeah. to get to that point where 
someone mm-hmm. like Charlie will be, I just don't need my MacBook anymore. Whatever. <laughs> no. Well, yes, the, the MacBook and I spent a lot of time together. <laughs> But I also don't, you know, I don't like to write on my phone. I mean, I'm very idiosyncratic about the writing. So mm-hmm. I think people are, you know, it's it's going to be younger people and people who are just getting used to things that are going to gravitate to a solution like this. That says uh, so the even guy though I appreciate what it is, I don't know that I'm the audience. I, I'm the guy who interviews people in the audience. That's <laughs> the guy the old- Go on, sorry, Ted. That says the guy in the old style. Uh, <laughs> exactly. The old style sweatshirt. Exactly. Charlie, you're going to be flying to some conference 2028, 29, sitting on a plane with a Dell or a Microsoft or Apple little keyboard and, and having all your monitors floating around. I, I think that's I, you probably know, going to be true, but give it real Hashem, I should be here uh, in five years doing what I'm doing. You're not like 98 years old. You still got a good half century, hopefully. All right, baby. I love that kind of talk. Okay. Uh, so listen, we've got Ori Inbar here. He's the co-founder of AWE. Uh, let me tell you, I have learned more from this man than uh, I have from you two guys put together. When I first started covering XR in 2016, people said, this is the guy to call, right? He knows everyone and everything. And for the first year, or a year and a half that I did this, I probably talked to Ori like once a month or once every other month. Mm-hmm. And he was so gracious and he's been such a good friend to me. And AWE, you know, it's not the the single topic conferences like Meta's or, or Google's. It's much more about everybody and everything. And so as a result, there's just a fantastic community built up around it. I know you're speaking there for probably the 10th time, Ted. I'm speaking there for probably the sixth or seventh time. I'm doing a fireside chat with Roni uh, using some very, very cool remote uh, conferencing technology. So like you, uh, are you going to make it to AWE? I'm hoping you still are. You know, it, it, it like to these, these tests this week were watershed test moments. The biggest challenge right now is the travel from LA up to Santa Clara because I'm not allowed to fly yet. So it requires a road trip and I'm not, you need, to, you need somebody to ride with you. And yeah, I'm not allowed to drive myself. So my buddy, Elliot, who of course, you know, yeah. is likely going to be my, uh, that's partner. what a great guy. And we'll Ori, I was hey. just singing your praises. Um, how, how are you this well? Oh, and I see you've got your uh, Augies in the background and different headsets from your museum. Hey. Absolutely. It's good to see you all. And I think, Ori, this is, uh, we do this every year now, right? We do the advance of AWE this week at XR visit, where you tell us how exciting this yeah, is. It's, uh, a, it's, it's called a curtain tradition. raiser. Yeah. Love it. So year number 14 for AWE. That's right. Can you believe it? <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, I think I started at number six or seven. So yeah, I think it's uh, pretty incredible. And uh, it looks like we're going to be back at full strength this year. Absolutely. It's, you know, I, I checked the, with uh, chat GPT, <laughs> what it would say is kind of an opening keynote. And it uh, literally said, welcome to our biggest and best event yet. <laughs> Without knowing anything about it, right? <laughs> and that's indeed the case. It's actually the biggest and best yet. <laughs> and uh, and you're giving away $100,000 for uh, in an eco challenge to get an AR solution that helps with sustainability issues, right? I'm a change. That's right. Uh, it's a it's a it's a project we worked on for the whole year, 
since we announced it last June, and uh, I'm so happy and proud of the success of this this project. I mean, it's not so so much about the one winner that will go home with the hundred thousand dollar check, but we got 150 teams that have been spending their talent, their time developing solutions using XR to fight climate change. And that by itself for me is a huge win. Absolutely. So it's it's so interesting. So there'll be about 5,000 people at the conference. And Actually more. I mean, we, we were expecting 5,000. It's looking like we're going to be close to 6,000 this year. Wow. Incredible. That's that is so awesome. Uh, and so, but 400 of them or 450 of them are actually speaking, right? Right. Yeah. So that's why I say it's like a community event, right? Because it's being put on by the people there as much, you know, AWE is just kind of organizing them. That's right. I mean, listen, the speakers are uh, kind of industry leaders that uh, this is kind of uh, an excuse to bring them in. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and they kind of, uh, you know, surrounded are surrounded by people uh, that uh, just want to hear more and learn and get inspired and you know if every speaker brings like 10 or 15 people that that's you know we got our number well i've, I've done my best to bring in free people <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you guys have been great about it because i understand that you're opening it up to people in the community who might have recently been laid off and uh, giving them comps this year Oh, that's great! Exactly, yeah. Uh, that, that's that's been that's very cool. Successful projects, uh, just in the last few weeks. You know, we got, I think, almost a hundred people that were laid off that were just thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and we have actually an XR job fair at the the Expo Hall, so that will be, help kind of connect those who are looking for to hire people. Yes, XR companies are still hiring, despite what uh, we we may hear in the media. That's well, great. many people have said that that all these layoffs ultimately will benefit the startup ecosystem in XR. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm seeing a lot of new names coming out this year. Uh, in fact, I count just counted. We have a 135 startups at this event. Wow, probably out of about 350 so that uh, got uh, some funding in the last year around the world. So, uh, you know, we, you'll see a good chunk of all, all these startups and the funding uh, showcasing their products. The you, you know, I, I was just going to bring up the pitch startup pitch competition, which is one of my favorite parts of AWE because it's a speed pitch, right? So you hear like a dozen pitches in an hour. And uh, you, of course you feel for these guys because it's so hard to do it in five minutes yeah. and, and the in the context of so many other interesting people and ideas, uh, but you do get a great snapshot as, as you were saying, Ori, about the industry and what people are thinking about and, and what they think is gonna be important in the next few years. That's exactly right. I mean, it's it's a project that we started probably over 10 years ago. Um, and initially, you know, it was really hard to find good startups to actually pitch. <laughs> Today, you know, we got about a hundred submissions and it was really hard to pick the best ones. And what's cool is that, you know, it's really across the board. I mean, it's it's not just one kind. I mean, some year, like 2021, all the startups were about, you know, we'll build the metaverse for you, right? Um, now it's really a wide variety of solutions from, you know, from tools to applications across various verticals. Uh, a lot of uh, women uh, leaders, uh, actually, not as much as we want, but but, you know, a nice number that we're able to get. 
And uh, we also help them, kind of, we kind of mentor it. We connect them with mentors, with investors that, uh, by the way, are all getting a free pass to the event just so that they come in and, and really help those startups. And uh, and eventually, I think the pitches come out pretty well. So uh, it's it's an intense uh, hour and a half or so with, uh, I think this year we have about 14 startups pitching. Ori, is there is there anything this year that you're particularly excited about? Any debuts, any anything that you would call out to the listeners here that are like there's some cool stuff that's going to happen at awe this year you need to be a pay paying attention to this is there anything that uh, that it particularly motivating uh for you it's, it's a question you ask me every year and every I year the same answer which is you know they're all my my babies you know i love them all yes um, but i think i think the the metaphor i'll use for this year is that it's like uh everything everywhere all at once is kind of the experience <laughs> that we'll see at AWE this year. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of uh, cool stuff. I mean, you know, you still have like a, about 130 exhibitors that are focused on enterprise and, you know, like 30 or 40 on collaboration and and a lot of, lots of gaming and, and entertainment companies. Um, a lot of, uh, I think there's like 40 eyewear companies that will be exhibiting so much innovation both on you know end you like uh end result you know eyewear but also components for uh, for eyewear uh displays uh oleds all these kind of things there, there's a a new entrant that is coming out uh uh in a big way this year that's sightful we were just talking about that i think there's going to be a line to try that thing at awe absolutely it's it's kind of uh you know when when they pitched me the their product uh, last year, um, it was like you're gonna be disappointed. That that's how it started, and I was like, that, you never start a pitch like that. Right? <laughs> but uh, I mean, the idea is that you know it's it's kind of uh, uh, they, they can I mean it's it's founders uh, the founders are from uh, Magic Leap. Uh, which I'm sure Ronnie knows. And uh, he zipped his lips when we started talking about it. Ori, I can't talk about anything about those guys or the company. So I'm I'm just biting my tongue really hard. At some <laughs> point, you're going to learn more. But I keep talking. I don't want to ruin that that moment. But um, yes, they, they worked for us. That's all I could say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, they're working with Enreal, which is uh, Magic Leap's favorite other company. So. Which is rebranding to X Real, so get ready to, to say. I think X-Real that's a very good on. move, by the way. Uh, N Real makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I mean, I know it was supposed to be like Unreal with just an N, but it's very confusing. Well, well, it was like let's let's take the name Unreal and piss off Tim. Yeah, Sweeney, exactly. And let's use the Magic Leap font and other things <laughs> I won't talk about. Um, I can't talk about it. Right, we have to stop it, you there. Uh, uh, let me yeah. pivot. By the way, uh, or I love the industry. Um, <laughs> the part I don't love is if you work somewhere, you, you, anyway, I won't, I won't stop, go, stop, I won't stop, go stop, stop, stop. I'm okay. stopping. I'm stopping. Stop. stop. The sitting behind Ori on the shelf, I count six Augie Awards. So the Augie Awards, another fun tradition at AWE, but also very serious awards that people benefit from them uh, in their visibility in the community. They're also cool looking in a weird, cheap kind of way. They're uh, awesome. They're, they're awesome. Yeah, they're very creative. I think if it's on your shelf in your office, uh, almost everybody who hasn't seen it is going to gravitate to it. So Didn't, didn't our friend Jerry at uh, Tilt Jerry won last year. 
right? And that's a big deal for her and they are making great progress as a company. Or you help validate a lot of people's work in, in the industry. It's, it, it really became, now it's a thing people aspire to. It's a big deal. Yeah, I, th I think finally, you know, after 14 years, people actually aspire for that. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it's it's a way to recognize, uh, you know, the best and the uh, the brightest in the industry. Uh, and, you know, we started with just one category, which was like, do a live demo on stage, see if you survive, <laughs> you, you'll, get a, you'll get a prize. And today, uh, this year, we'll have 16 categories. Um which uh, is really kind of covering almost every aspect. And, and we keep kind of adding more categories. This year, one of the categories is actually sponsored by Qualcomm. It's a Snapdragon uh, Spaces yeah. app. So that, that's cool to see. And of course, there's another startup, startup to watch. And you know, we mentioned the, uh, uh, the focus on, uh, on climate change, the XR Prize, which will be also announced this year uh, with a literal uh, big check that will bring <laughs> when, when is that going to to happen this is during the augie awards on june 1st oh, okay 7 p.m on main stage charlie can i ask Oria a, a kooky question but or why why do you like this field why did you do all of this i can't help it that's the answer you know it's uh, i think you know when i mean of course you know i got infatuated with vr in the early 90s but in 2007 i kind of i don't know i had this epiphany and i discovered a, mostly AR and then a bit later also how it connects with VR and it was like this is this is going to change how we interact with the world uh, for the better you know uh, it will make us more aware of what's happening around us more engaged with anything we do more in the now uh, unlike you know what people think with digital information taking us away from reality so this is actually strengthening reality and uh and I felt like, you know, this this is a mission for life, you know, something we can help uh, bring to everyone. And, you know, 14 years later, I think we made huge progress in the industry, but there's still a long way to go. Easily another decade until it's becoming boring. boring. So it's still very exciting for me. So do you think we'll hear a lot about AI at the show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How can you not, right? I mean... Uh, Quick hint, opening keynote will have uh, an AI-based uh, Oreo hologram. That's all I'm going to say. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be everywhere. Uh, and because, uh, first of all, it's uh, not, not just in the context of, of AI for AI's sake, but for improving XR experiences, right? I mean, content creation is becoming so much easier, so much uh, more available to, to people. And it's also making... Uh, XR more accurate, you know, better in, in many ways. So uh, I think you'll see it in, in a lot of sessions. There are some dedicated sessions for that and panels, uh, but it's, yeah, it's going to be everywhere. And uh, one thing we were talking about just before you came on, in fact, I, I don't know if you heard us mention this in the green room, but it's, you know, uh, Apple's worldwide developer conference where they're expected to unveil their XR device happens five, <laughs> happens four days after AWE. Um, so do you think people will be talking about that as well? That's another rhetoric question, right? <laughs> that's, I think that's going to be the underlying uh, topic I'm, in every discussion. How, how the hell have they kept this secret this long? I just, I can't believe it. It's, it's even beyond what Magic Leap did. Because they're Apple. 
I, I mean, it's just thousands of people have seen it. You're telling me there's not one blabbermouth, not one person takes a cell phone photo of it? Well, there's nothing there, Charlie, like the car. I mean, everyone was talking about the Apple car shipping and who knows what's going on. Well, this is a theme, right? Because we could all be, it could, could be another Lucy with the football uh, moment where it's like, oh, go ahead and run and kick Charlie Brown. Oops, sorry, changed my mind. Let, let me ask Ori this question. Sorry, go, go on, Ori. In the sense that, you know, Apple started working on AR in 2010. All right, uh, and then made you know a bunch of acquisitions. Uh, they came out you know probably with one of the best AR platforms out there in in 2017, uh, you know with AirKit. Uh, and the most AR apps are are running on on the iPhone, and they're also making the most money in the, in the industry. So, so now it's just a matter of taking that and making it on your putting it on your face. Uh, you know the whole kind of video yeah, no big deal. is kind of confusing, but it's exactly the same experience that you have on on your iPhone, just on your face. So, so all the the work, all the tools, all the uh, developers and creators that are working on it, are now almost ready to to run it on on uh, on the glasses. So I think, no doubt, it's going to be a game changer. Uh, whether or, it's going to be a successful product for Apple, who knows, right? But it's definitely or, going to make a big big impact. Regardless if they ship or not, um, or ever ship anything, when do you think we have the moment that we have a billion users of AR, VR, all in, all devices, all companies? How far away is that, in your view? So, I mean, I uh, I stopped predicting the future because I suck at it. Uh, I mean, just it no one's holding you accountable to any. This is just Ori's guess. It's early Friday morning. You know, in twenty in twenty fourteen, um, I put together a report uh, about smart glasses, and uh, I predicted that we'll cross the one billion smart glasses, not just AR, uh, in the early twenty twenties. Uh, hmm. We're there right now. Uh, we're pretty far from that, uh, but I think in terms of users, we've crossed the one billion users. I mean, on on the phone, yeah, on the phone. Are, are they active on a daily basis? No, but well, uh, unless you unless you look at you know Snap as a camera first company, and you know they got seven hundred and fifty uh, million monthly uniques. So Snap, whatever you have right. to say about their business model, is not hurting for users. I mean, I, I think Snap definitely counts as AR. There's also you know the Niantic uh, games, which. You know, we've, we've uh, crossed the 500 million users. Uh, there's the Pokemon Go game, yeah, yeah, uh, and also uh, the parallel, the new parallel game. It's it's actually really cool. I don't know if you guys tried it, but it's it's really kind of yeah. We were we were talking about it last week. I've been playing with my Peridot and foraging in the bushes for food for it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then you know shopping, like try before you buy. We have, you know, there's probably half a billion people using it on on a weekly basis for anything from, you know, makeup to uh, glasses to furniture and and so on. Um, and it's it's getting into every aspect of uh, of e-commerce and advertising. So uh, so I think you know we're definitely there in terms of the one billion mark. Uh, now it's a matter of let's get it people to use it all the time. That's the next challenge, which. You know, that's the next decade. True enough. That is a theme we um, uh, we hit almost every week. 
Uh, Ori, it was great. It was great to see you. Have we neglected to mention anything else about AWE to get people excited and come and join us in Santa Clara? Oh man, there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, the playground is going to be awesome. There's, I mean, probably 18 amazing experiences from workout to VR shoes to art, music, social impact. Jacques Cousteau's foundation will be there. Uh, but maybe the Lucas Risotto's new company will be there. Uh, in the playground? No. No, no, at AWE. I uh, I hope so. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's going to be there. I I think that's a great company. They were at South by Southwest. Uh, you know, they're they're targeting people who are laying down. Yeah. And I mean, I don't yeah. know why anybody nobody ever thought of this, but only an artist like Lucas could take that and and turn it into something unexpected. It's so, a cool idea. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait I to see say the the exit suit. Have you guys heard about the exit suit? Exit it's, suit. Uh, it's a suit that allows you to fly and and I mean it's kind of it's this incredible construction that you wear and you can do like amazing things mostly for VR. I, I can't wait to to see that. That's that looks. That's going to be in the playground. Yes, that's pretty awesome. Um, so that's there, I'm sorry, that's a haptic suit that you wear while you do certain things. It's more than haptics. It's like it actually, you know, the mechs in uh, Rainbow's End by Werner Werner Vinci. Yeah, I think it's in that direction. All right, it's crazy. That's the thing. To, that's the thing to try then. Yeah, yeah. Ted, or you he, can't do that. Ted, you're not allowed to do that. I know. Or and Ori, Roni, and and um, and uh, Charlie. Here's what I will say about AWE and Charlie. I think you know this well. For anybody that has either a passing interest, a mild interest, or a strong, overwhelming interest in this field, just in general, this is the social event of the year for people like us. Yes, it's important to have all the booths and have all the, the, the stage presentations, but more than anything, it is that social connectivity of people that care about the same thing and are all driving towards something. And this is the yearly gathering that people meet up, talk about things, propel the industry forward into next year. So I, of course, you know, because of my health stuff, I'm crossing my fingers that I'll be able to be there in person. Cause if I can't, this is the massive FOMO of all FOMOs. Cause Charlie, <laughs> like every five minutes, you miss this, you miss this. I'm like, Damn. <laughs> you know, so yeah, right, Ted. very I mean, much hoping. I mean, we're doing, at the end of the day, everything else is an excuse just to meet our best 5,000 friends, right. you know, colleagues. Uh, yeah. And it matters a lot. It matters to this group of people. Because, yeah. you know, we all struggle in our own ways to move something forward. Rody, you, more than maybe anybody on the planet, have had the struggle of moving a boulder up to the mountain and knowing how hard that is. And essentially, everybody that attends that is trying to push some sort of rock somewhere. It's yeah. easier when five or 6,000 others are also pushing it up the hill. Yeah, it just feels like you're maybe you're onto something here, right? So... Yeah. That's the reason we started it all. You know, I, I was, I, I had like an AR startup and I felt so lonely. <laughs> I have to get together with some few more folks and, you know, 300 people first year. That was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's taking a lot longer than anybody anticipated as, as you said, Ori. So supporting each other, especially when you feel like there's a lull and things aren't happening fast enough. You seeing the belief and the passion in others, uh, you know, is inspiring and and re-energizes you. That's always been my experience and just sort of bathing in the soup. It's a little like CES in that respect because you see trends and you see, you know, you're able to see everything in one place. And, and when I leave, I am exhausted. 
Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think that because it's so hard and it's taking so long, there's a bond that you see in this industry that you don't see in, in other places. I mean, yeah. other industries you see so much infighting and and hate, and here it's like, let's work on it together. Let's make it work, and and that's really special and unique about this industry. That is a great place for us to end the show this week. Hopefully we'll see everybody at AWE starts May 31st through June 2nd at the Santa Clara Convention Center in Silicon Valley. Uh, so be there, say hi, uh, and uh, we'll see everybody next Friday. Have a great see weekend. You there. Thank you guys.